Hey there, it's Tanya Stokes, and welcome to the podcast. You know what? Back up. Welcome to Q4. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe this is the last quarter of the year? Would you believe me if I told you you only have 90 days left in 2023? How does that make you feel? Are you excited? Are you on task? Does it make you want to go harder? All those things ran through my mind this morning. I was like, wait a minute, this is the first week of October? And I immediately Googled, like, how many days do we have left in 2023? And Google said, we have 90 days left. So that makes me want to press the gas. So I decided I was going to reach out to you today to see if it did anything to you. Now, first of all, if this is your first time, my name is Tanya Stokes, and I want to welcome you to my podcast. Now, this is a podcast for beauty industry folks, but I do realize that so many people come to the podcast because they kind of like hanging out with me. I do have family and friends and clients that listen to the podcast and support the podcast. And I just want to say that I appreciate you. And I shared with you a few months ago that, um, Somebody mentioned that they used to listen to the podcast all the time and I used to give pretty good, um, I guess, advice and tips, but um, I just kind of veered off into business. And, you know, sometimes you could get stuck just talking business because there's so many things that encompasses a business, right? So mindset is important. Mental health is important finances is important. So I don't want to disappoint you. So I've found a way to um, pretty much give you everything that you're looking for. Now, some podcasts will be exactly what you need and some not so much. But I know that if you are within the sound of my voice, you have a friend, a coworker, or a family member that frequents hair salons, barbershops, nail salons, or have a makeup artist or a massage therapist, please forward my podcast to someone that you think could use the advice. Please and thank you. So listen, I really don't have a particular title to give this podcast. I was so shocked that we were in Q4. I just wanted to jump on for a quick second and chat just about things that come to me, like there are 90 days left in 2023. And that makes me want to press the gas. But I have a quick question to ask my beauty industry folks. When you look at your business, when you look at the fact that you probably became an entrepreneur because you were in search of time freedom, do you feel as if being an entrepreneur Having your own beauty salon or your salon suite, which they're all the same thing, whether you're a booth renter or not. Do you feel like you actually have time freedom or do you feel like you're in a cage? And the reason why I'm saying that or the reason why I'm asking you that question is because a lot of times we jump from corporate to do our own thing, but we really jump from the pan into the fire because now you're in this cage. So what do I mean by that? I mean, 
When you are an entrepreneur, you eat what you kill. You don't kill anything, you don't eat anything. Which means you have to get up every day and make the donuts to sell, right? If you don't go to that salon, barbershop, if you don't have clients on your books, you're not going to make any money. So that's what I mean by putting yourself into a cage. Or are you one of the smart ones and you you decided, you know what? I am going to open this brick and mortar and open a commission-based salon. You can go back into um, the archives and listen to some of my previous podcasts where I compared having a brick and mortar uh, commission based salon or, you know, even in a salon suite where you have a commission based salon versus booth rental and which one I favor and why. Listen, so when you talk about lifestyle businesses, which is pretty much what we do, it's a great job. But that's what it is. It's a job. And most of us don't know the difference in having a job and being a business owner. I implore you to go read up on the difference of the two. And here's the thing. Most of us, myself included, have jobs. You see, a business runs without you. It does. But when you are the business, then you are the job. And as the business owner and the technician of the business, then you basically left your corporate job to be a small business job. But you're a job. If you don't believe me, stay home all week and see if you get any money. You won't. I know you won't. So listen, again, this is just me having a quick conversation with you. I'm going to make this short. I'm going to try and stay under 20 minutes. Now, if you own a salon suite, especially single salon suite owners, I want to give you some tips on how to make more money. So if you do have that day, Or that week where you're like, yo, I don't feel like working today, or I'm sick, or I have a family emergency, I have to leave town. I want to help you pull it together so that you will still have some money coming in. First thing, first things first, I need you to go to your salon and look around. If you're in your car right now, drive that car right on over to your salon suite, even though it's closed. And I want you to look around. You don't have to make any changes today, but I want you to take a notebook and jot down some ideas. I want you to look around. Look at how much dead space you have in your salon suite right now. A lot of salon suite owners have what I call dead space. And you're just putting junk over there. And speaking of junk, some some of us really just need to clean it up. Some of the stuff that should be in your living room, take it out of your salon. Seriously. What a lot of people have done is they took their salon suite and said, this is where I'm going to service my customers. And you forgot that you're a creator, you're an inventor. So you, you should really look at your salon suite and say, how can I use this suite 
to make money, not just from behind the chair, but every area of this salon suite should be an income driven area. And that's how you should look at it. I remember when I was in a single salon suite, um, my friend came in to help me decorate. And um, that's exactly what I said to her. She was like, oh, we could put a, a pretty plant over here. And we could put, you know, she had all these wonderful ideas as a decorator. And I said, no, listen, I need every area of this salon to make money. So over there where you want to put a plant, I want to put some shelves on the wall for retail. You know, over here, I could put another station right there. I could put a station there, put a mirror on the wall, have someone bolt the station to the wall, and I could have another stylist right over there. It was a small space and you have to be mature about it. You can't be somebody that double books. You know, but I, that's all I saw. I was like, look, this salon suite is expensive and most of them are expensive because you have your water, your light and everything is included in the price of the salon suite. So you're going to pay more in a salon suite than you would probably pay for booth rents, you know, um, just renting a chair from someone. So what you do is you set up your salon suite so that you can hire a tenant and you could have your tenant come in and pay half of your salon suite rent. I want you to try that on for size and get back in touch with me and let me know how it worked for you. And just so you'll know, I know it works. I go to salon suites all the time. Like today is Monday, it's my day off. I'm gonna go out and do some shopping. And if there's a salon suite, whether it's JC salons, solo salons, I always walk through those doors. Hey girl, hey, hey, how you doing? You know, just, and I'm just looking around. Sometimes I'm looking for decorating ideas too, but I just look around and you know, you go to some salons and it's like, oh my God, this salon is amazing. But you could see where Every area of that salon suite is possibly making that person some money or they have a retail shelf over there. And here's another thing. If you're in a single salon suite, take your retail, take that retail shelf out of there. Take that, you know, you everybody went to Ikea and they got the glass retail shelf because it looks good, but your space is too small for that. Have someone come and either build you some shelves or go on um, Amazon and get the clear glass shelves that you could have someone bolt to the wall, make sure it's bolted to the wall with the studs and create a retail space on the wall. And another thing, stop going to Ikea to get those same big bulky mirrors. They're beautiful mirrors, but they look hideous in a salon suite that's the size of a closet. Not only that, I shouldn't even say it looks hideous. I'm, I'm going to take that back because they are super cute, but it's taking away from your space. So always think lighter furniture, whether, it, whether it's in color or size, right? Frames, whether you do a, a wide frame or a narrow frame, the narrow frame gives you that illusion of more space. 
If you get a big boxy wide frame mirror in a small space, you're taking up the space. So if you ever visited my salon suite, I don't even use regular dryer chairs because those dryer chairs are really big. I feel like it takes away from the decorative, um, um, I guess the, 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 I can't talk right now, but it takes away from the decor. That's it. It takes away from the decor. So you have what is considered your um, style. And then you have these big, bulky, black or white salon chairs. You could find some really comfortable, stylish chairs to put in your salon suite that doubles as a waiting chair and a dryer chair. And another thing. I want you to consider if you can afford it. And as we talk about affordability, buying your own stylish, and I got my chairs from Ikea. They're super cute. They actually don't make them anymore. I'm trying to find some more covers for them. They don't make them anymore. But um, when you think about just, just being stylish and, uh, you could find like really cute mirrors that you could hang on the wall. So when you take a smaller creative decorative mirror and you do more of a stylish chair and you take um, the glass shelves and create a space on your wall, because we always have a lot of wall space. When you do that, you'll start to see as you pick these things up off of the floor, and have them professionally bolted to the wall, you'll have a lot more space. Even with your towels, if you take maybe the, the round barrel or the square boxes, and you could just uh, take your hand, because it's really light, take your hand and push the bottom of those things out. And you have that same professional person come and attach that either square or barrel box to your wall. You roll your towels up nice and neat and you put them on the wall. It looks very stylish. Um, it gives you more space. And when you start doing stuff like that, you look around, you'll be like, you know what? I can put a mirror on that wall, bring in another station and a styling chair. And as long as we schedule our clients accordingly, we have more than enough space in here. And let's not sleep on the dryers. If you can't afford it, you could also buy the dryers that are attached to the wall and not the floor. So when you're not using them, this is the hooded dryer. When you're not using them, you could just push them up and away from the chair. Learn to utilize your space most of us are natural creatives. Now, I do know that some people are in the beauty industry because they like hair and they may not be as creative as others, but some people are very creative and you have to tap into your creative side and think about it. Think about sometimes when you step out, people are like, oh my gosh, I love the way you put that together. Or when they come to your house, they're like, oh, your house is amazing. Did you hire someone to do it? And you're like, no, I did it myself because you're a creative. So I need you to flip that box. I need you to flip it on and be a creative and create more space in your salon suite. So let's say you're paying, I don't know, 185 
$200. I'll say $200. Let's say you're paying $200 um, to be in your salon suite. Why don't you hire a tenant and charge the tenant $150 or $130 a week? Did you do that math? You pay $200 a week. You hire someone, you know, you rent out a space. You could either rent out a space or you can hire a, let's say someone right out of beauty school. And I talked about that too. So make sure you know what you're doing when you do that. You could either put them on commission or you could say, hey, I have a booth. Um, if you want to rent the booth outright, it's $150 a week or $120 a week or whatever. Um, but if you're trying to build a clientele, you know, um, my split on commission is 50-50. I'll help you build, um, blah, 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 blah. I'll provide the products. And now you have your first employee. It's completely up to you. But those are some things that you can do to, one, get you through this recession and to make more money if you have a salon suite. And on that note, when we start talking about getting clients, right? We have so many tools out here that makes us look like a big business. Gosh, go back in my archives and look at some of the information that I've given you. I've given you a ton of information, free information, or feel free to go to my online academy at the academy, the number four, the letter u.com. And there's some stuff on there that you could purchase or you could just sit on my podcast and download, <laughs> download podcast after podcast where I give you so much free game on some of the tools out there that you could use. And my advice to you is always use the free stuff. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. But when you're thinking about being a business owner and looking professional, that's not free. Okay, so here are some of the some of the tools that are not free that you should be using. First of all, I can't stand the people that have the website that's like TanyaStokes.squarespace forward. No, it's what is it? It's let's say beautysalon.squarespace forward slash semicolon, you know, Tanya Stokes. What the hell is that? What is that? All you're doing is telling your customers that you are too cheap to buy a domain name. That's the first one. And a domain name, just in case you were wondering, is $11 a year. 11.00 a year. And there's an additional like $8 if you want them to... um make the owner of the site anonymous. So of course I always do that because I don't want people to have my name and address and stuff like that. The website is $11 a year. You have to pay for some things. Now you just look like a cheap business owner and that's probably why you're not getting the customers that you want. Number two, another thing you have to pay for is hosting. Yes, Square makes it very easy for you to use their platform for free. But Square is also marketing Square when you do it that way. Those are the people that are doing the beauty salon dot square forward slash Tanya Stokes because you're not paying for the full use and for hosting. But once you 
buy your domain name and pay for hosting. All you do is put one sentence out there, tanyastokes.com, newfacesinternational.com. Nobody knows that Square is hosting your um your website. Nobody knows that you don't own the domain name. Well, in this case, you do own the domain name. You do have to pay for some things, okay? And why is this important? This is important because if somebody is trying to schedule with you and these, I don't know where people get this from. Like the world is changing. If you're listening to me right now, you, you probably have a microwave oven, don't you? And I'm sure you travel. You probably book a hotel at a particular place and you may have road rage. What does all three of these things have in common? We want things fast. You have a Keurig machine because you don't want to warm the water up and wait for the coffee to, you know what I mean? Like you, you want things fast. Your customers want things fast fast. They do not want to call you and wait for you to call them back and book them and, you know, or they don't want to go to your half-ass website where they book the appointment. Then they have to wait for you. You, you send them some corny message that you have set up. Like this does not confirm your appointment. Your appointment is confirmed. Once I call you and tell you that it's who has time for that? It's two o'clock in the morning. I touched my hair. I need to get my hair done. Let me go online and see if Tanya has anything available. Boom. She has something available. You book it. You get your confirmation two seconds after you book it. And if you booked it 24 hours out the next day, they're going to say, hey, don't forget you have an appointment with Tanya. When I wake up the next morning, I see your appointment and I show up. Please listen to me. I heard a woman say this on a podcast and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Automatically downloaded that into my mental space. Your response time is directly related to your revenue. When you make things uncomfortable or uneasy for your customers, they are less likely to book with you. Why? Because there are people like me. I don't have to meet you first. I don't need to know how many kids you have, where you're from, whether or not you know somebody I know, whether or not we gel. I don't need to know any of that to do your hair. You can get off of this podcast right now and book an appointment with me tomorrow, having never met me in your life. And I will be there bells and whistles on because I run a business. I'm in the customer acquisition business. That's what I do. I'm not here to build this massive friendship database. I understand that you may come to me today and whether we gel or not, you may not come to me next month or you may come to me next month and tell all your friends that they should come to me next month. I'm in the customer acquisition business. I'm not going to run you through a whole bunch of questionnaires and all this other stuff to get your hair done. Now, when you come in, if you want stuff like color, or something like that, you may not be able to receive that color on the day that you want it if you want high lift color. And that's a whole nother podcast for another day. But honey, if you want a relaxer and a rinse, if you want a haircut, <laughs> if you're natural, 
and you just want to wear your natural tresses, you want to shake and go, I can do all of that for you. Cut and color, I could do all of that for you. Your response time is directly related to your revenue. And let me take this a step further. Your service time is equally as important. If you have clients sitting in a salon for two and three hours and they're only getting a shampoo, what's the likelihood of them coming back? Very unlikely. Now, I do realize that some clients work from home and they will monopolize your time. So if you're on this call and you're a client, that is my truth. They will try to monopolize your time. They will sit there and talk to you long after, (laughs) long after you are done. But I just start cleaning up and grab my purse as if I'm leaving. Sometimes I am leaving, but your time is up. I do understand that you work from home and you may be a little lonely, but you're going to have to find somebody else to fill in that void. I am in the customer acquisition business. And the longer you sit in my salon, the less likely I am to get paid by other people. So I try to keep it going. And I said to you in a previous podcast, 90 minutes, 90 minutes is always in my head. The clock starts at 90 and we're counting down. I try to get you out there in 90 minutes or less, regardless of what it, what it is you're getting. Now, again, if you're getting color or some type of uh, sewing, it's going to take a little longer. But for regular basic services, 90 minutes or less, we're in and out. We're not playing a lot of games. That's why I don't have a TV in there. I don't have time for that. When are you going to watch a whole, when are you going to watch a whole episode of a TV show? That's just going to slow me up. But anyway, I digress. Another thing, you are a co-creator. You are a co-creator. So let's talk to these Christians really quickly. I'm going to make this short and sweet. Because this could go on for a while when we talk to Christians. With the way they play with scripture. I'm going to make this short and sweet. If you are made in the image and the likeness of God. The image and the likeness of God. And God is a creator. Right? And he created you. He is a creator. And he created you. You were made in the image and the likeness of God of God. That makes you a co-creator. Get your butt out there and create. What am I talking about? When you are a co-creator, go out and create something. Create an asset to sell in addition to standing behind the chair. Create an asset to sell. Think you've probably been doing hair too long and you're almost burnt out. So you wake up every day like it's time to make the donuts, time to make the donuts. No, it's time to do more than just make the donuts. It's time to make creative donuts. It's time to make a donut friend. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's time to pair the coffee with the donuts. It's time to... It's time to be a little more creative. Why? Because you are a co-creator. So now I need you to find out where, where can I make more money? What can I create? What's missing in my marketplace? 
What do my clients constantly ask me about? Are they constantly asking you about, I don't know, a way to um, wrap their hair at night? Maybe you should create a, a better wrap. Are they constantly asking you about products? Maybe the products that you use are good for the salon, but when they get home, it's not a good maintenance product. Maybe you should create a maintenance product. Or maybe you should create a guide, something very simple, just a simple guide. Sell it for five or 10 bucks. Maybe create a little in-salon session for your customers. They can come in, pay you a couple of dollars. You'll show them how to do their kid's hair. Get out there and co-create. Another thing, and I'm done. Listen to this closely. Making money is easy. We hear people say it all the time. Rachel Rogers says it all the time. Um, Tony Robbins says it all the time. Mel Robbins says it all the time. Um, Myron Golden says it all the time. Making money is easy. And I kept saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. But guess what? Making money is easy. Believing that you can make money is hard. And that is directly related to your mindset. See, I used to think that too, but now my, my mindset has changed. Making money is easy. Believing that you can make money is hard and it's time for you to change that. So very quick, I want you to look at how much money you've made this month. Just this month, I'm not talking about the entire year, just this past month, September. So let's say in September you made $5,000. How can you increase that amount? Now, I don't want you to sit and go, oh my gosh, how can I make, turn that 5000 into 10000 I don't want you to do that. That's, that's too hard. That's confusing. But I want you to break it down into small chunks. So we're in Q4. It's the fourth quarter, y'all. Come on. It's the fourth quarter. Time to mask the gas right? This is the first week of October. Go back and look at your books. How much money did you make the first week of September? And I want you to increase that at least by 50%. What can you do? Today is Monday. It's the first Monday, October 2nd, the first week of October. What can you do starting today that's going to bring in more money? So let's say the first week of September, you made $1,000 that week. What can you do to make another $500 so that your first week of October, you made $1,500? What is it? Do you need to take in, maybe extend your hours and take on another client? And here's a tip about extending your hours. If your workday starts at 10 and someone wants to come in at 7, from 7 to 10, you should charge more. Why? Because that's outside of your, your work hours. If you normally take your last client at 6.30 and someone wants to come in at 7.30, you should charge more. So if you're going to extend your hours, then you also need to say, well, sure, I could take you at seven. But that shampoo, instead of it being 70, it's going to be 100. 
or it's going to be 90. You know your market. You know what your client base can afford. Because here's the thing. You're available from 10 to 630. But for whatever reason, they want to come in early. That means you have to get up early. If you have kids, you got to get your kids squared away early. You got to, if you go to the gym, you got to, you know, forego, you know, going to the gym so that you can get there early. So you don't make, don't put all the pressure on yourself for making these changes and put none on your customer. Right? So what do you have to do to add an additional $500? to that first week of October? Do you have to sell more retail? Do you need to add on a service? You know what I mean? Do you have a steamer in your salon that you hardly ever promote? So maybe you need to send out a email blast. You're just saying, you know, here are the benefits of steamer. You don't have to give it a discount. You don't have to say, oh, it's discounted. You just say, hey, here are the benefits of a steamer. Like a lot of people don't understand that it increases, you know, hair growth and blood because it increases blood flow. And some people don't know what this, the, what the workings of the steamer is. So maybe you need to go ahead and enlighten them. Again, you don't have to put a discount on it. Just tell them what a steamer does. What are the features and the benefits of a steamer? And leave it there, right? Maybe that'll help you increase your income by 500. But you have to keep thinking that. Do you let people book appointments and just give them what they booked? Or do you recommend other services? If I came to you and I booked a shampoo, are you just going to shampoo my hair? Or are you going to say something like, hey, we have a color gloss. I do understand that you don't want to you know, color your gray. A lot of people love their gray, but we have what's called a color gloss. So it's going to make your hair like your, your, your gray hair shine. It's going to make your dark hair shine and it's going to give you an overall healthier look. People don't know about color gloss. They think every time, you know, somebody mentions color, that means cover the gray. Some people want to embrace their gray, but some people have dull hair that could help. Do you recommend Deep conditioners. Do people understand the difference in protein and moisture? Maybe you should educate them on the importance of having a protein treatment or the importance of having a deep conditioning treatment. People don't know what they don't know. And it's up to us to tell them. What do you have to do? I'm talking to you. What do you have to do to increase your income from last month, meaning the first week of September, write it down. If you made a thousand dollars the first week of September, put your goal next to it. My desired goal for the first week of October is 150K plus, 150K plus, I'm sorry, is 1500 plus. Make sure you put that plus. 1500 that plus means or more. And then under that, I want you to write the different things that you could do. Recommendations, extend your hours for a fee. You know what I mean? Um, it's the pumpkin spice latte time of year. Maybe a service that you did not enjoy doing, but it was very lucrative. Maybe you can send out a newsletter and 
in the past, I did this, like I would bring back sew-ins, like the pumpkin spice latte. And I would say it like, hey, guys, it's time for the pumpkin spice latte. It's time for holiday parties and blah, blah, blah. And just like the pumpkin spice latte, because it's seasonal, right? I have brought back sew-ins for the season. People book all the time. Again, people don't know what they don't know. You could print it out on a sign, have it somewhere in the salon where you know your clients will see it, talk about it while they're in the chair. What do you have to do? Then I want you to go to week two and then week three and week four and do the same thing. See what you have to do. Some of our problem is that we do not check our numbers. You could see this, you could run into the same person week by week and all they say is business is slow, business is slow, business is slow. It's like, shut up, please shut up. So whether it's retail or whether it's a service or whether it's creating a product, I want you to think about what you have to do to increase your income week by week. Break it down into small chunks, the first week of September compare that to now. What do you have to do now? And just do that until the end of the year, right? Good. So by the time you get to November, you're going to do the same thing for October. How much money did I make in October the first week? Oh, I made 1500 the first week. How could I increase that to 2000 for the first week of November? Stretch yourself. Do something different. I promise you, you will not regret it. Okay, that's my time. So I said I was just going to rant for a quick second, but I, I don't want to just leave you hanging. So let's go real quick with some actionable takeaways. Just recapping everything that I said. Number one, decide if being in a cage is comfortable or sustainable. And do you like that? And please tell me you don't like that because right now you're in a cage. I know you're in a cage. We're in the same industry. You are in a cage. You are in a cage. Number two. Create space in your salon and add a tenant. Listen, my tenant works part-time. Again, in the, car, in the archives, I talked about part-time and full-time tenants. I don't care. The booth rent is the same. My tenant chooses to work part-time, but she pays full-time booth rent. If somebody chooses to work part-time, that's on them, but you still have full access to the salon, so you pay full-time booth rent. Number three, remember that you are a co-creator. Go out and create an asset that will give you money time over time over time. I want you to go create an asset. That is very important. And if you don't know what an asset is, look it up, please. Or you can give me a call or send me a text 704-756-2752 or send me an email at info at tanyastokes.com. I will gladly help you with that. And I also have a couple of assets on my um, online academy at the academy, the number four and the letter u.com, the academy for you.com. But I want you to keep in mind that when you're creating these things, I want you to ask yourself this. A, do people need what I want to sell? Like, are you, 
for the thing that you want to sell, is there a need for it? Like, is that a pain point for someone? Like the example I use, somebody probably doesn't know how to wrap their hair. When they wrap it, it doesn't last. Maybe it's time to create a, a different type of hair wrap. Or maybe the maintenance products that you sell them in the salon isn't doing what you said it would do, even though you used it on them in the salon. So maybe you need to do some type of one-on-one with them or create a maintenance product that um, you could sell to your customers. Um, Another thing when creating an asset, um, you want to create the product, right? And you have to define the use of the product, right? So one, you want to make sure that there's a need for it, which is a pain point. What is the need for this product? Why do people need this? Not want, but why do people need this? And number two, um, you want to find a way to create and produce the product. And once you've created and produced the product, that's number three. Well, letter C, you should market and sell it to everyone. Make sure you market and sell it. And that's the, that's how easy it is to create a product, you. That's how easy it is. You create the product. Make sure there's a need for it, right? You have the idea. So make, the, make sure there's a need for this product that you want to create. Once you create it, you need to market it and sell it and tell everyone about it. Now, I'm sure you know that I have um, products for both my industries. I have... Um, I have time blocking journals for people in real estate to keep us on task. I use mine every single day. They are in a six by nine size and eight by 11 size. Um, As far as the salon is concerned, you know, I have my online academy where I teach everything that I'm telling you about right now. In addition to that, I have a guide that helps you be more marketable and to market yourself like Amazon. These are all the things that I use currently in my business. I also have another guide that goes through how to create a product. I gave you a list of my vendors, um, where you can get your labels, where you can get, um, if it's a, if it's like the oil or a product, where you can get your labels, where you can get your jars and all of that good stuff. So all of that is a part of my asset where I'm creating something that you, the professional that you need, you know, and it just brings me residual income. So I want you to consider that. And finally, (laughs) you made it to the last part. Finally, I want you to train your brain. You got to train your brain to thinking that making money is easy Believing that you can make money is hard. So as I said earlier, I want you to break down in small chunks how much money you made the first week of September, the second week of September. I want you to go back the third week of September, the fourth week of September, and I want you to figure out how you can beat those numbers in October. And then when you go to November, I want you to do the same thing for October. How much money did you make the first week in October, second week, third week, fourth week? And how could I beat that in November and do the same thing for December? And when you break it down in small chunks like that, guess what? When you get to the end of 2023, you would have realized that you, (laughs) you probably, you probably doubled 
if you didn't double, you probably made substantially more money at the end of 2023 than you did in 2022. And that is the goal. The goal is to always grow. Listen, if you're not out here marketing yourself and making money, you're actually entertaining a hobby. You don't have a business, you have a hobby. And believe me when I tell you that making money is easy. Some of us, most of us, need to change our friends. We need to change the people that we hang around. We need to change the people that we tell our goals and our dreams to. Your friends and family, when you tell them your goals, when you tell them about your dreams, they should be able to say things like, oh, that's amazing. How can I help you with that? Or fast forward, you may get a call from someone that says, hey, I spoke with your friend, Tanya. She said, you know, you were open to doing some public speaking events because I am. And we need a speaker for a, a woman's retreat or a woman's event. You know, getting that from a stranger because a friend of yours that you told your big goal to lit fire to it and made it happen. Those are the people you want around you. The people that understand that you have these big goals and they want to help you reach them. That's what you want. And that's what I want. And that's what I want for you. So I know this rant was a little bit longer than I anticipated. I'm going to end it right here. I'm not even going to end it with a proper closing. Just go to the academyforyou.com. I'm Tanya Stokes. If you have any questions, 704-756-2752 or log on to the website at theacademyforyou.com. That's the academy, the number four, the letter U. Com. And you can always find me at tanyastokes.com. I want the very best for you. And hey, let's knock it out of the park. Q4, repressing the gas. I'm Tanya Stokes. Bye.